Hello and welcome to Michael and Ivanka's Grand Podcast, a podcast where we discuss big issues and try and listen to each other and, you know, do stuff. My name's Michael Forrest. And I'm Ivanka Magic. This week, what are we talking about, Ivanka? <laughs> this week we are talking about rage. R- rage. Rage. So anger, but more than that. More than anger. What made you want to talk about rage, Ivanka? Brett Kavanaugh. Right. Climate yeah. breakdown. Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. So you're feeling a bit of rage. I am. I am feeling rage. Right. You no. know, what are we going to do about it? How's it going, Ivanka? How are you doing? I haven't good. seen you for two bloody weeks, have I? At least. No. Are we not? Yeah, no. Um, I'm back in grey Brighton. Grey Brighton. <laughs> looked, at, looked at the weather forecast for the next five days. No rain. I know just you've been grey. in foreign land, but it's pronounced Great Britain. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? Very, very funny. <laughs> well. So I'm back in grey Britain. Grey Brighton. <laughs> <laughs> Mine flooded. <laughs> And I am... What am I doing? I've been very busy. I've got some work lined up for November, which I'm delighted about. I, I was thinking about the art episode, and I'm not sure that I said all the many things I would like to say about <laughs> art. I think, or, you know, whether I made the... I think art has an incredibly important role to play in the world, not just to make you feel good, but to make you think. Well, I think you said that. Did yeah, I? I think you got that across. Okay, I think, you know, the only thing with the art episode, you know, when you, I just said Patreon exists and you got really like, yeah, but not everyone knows about Patreon. I was like, well, they don't. I'm just saying it's my one fucking ray of hope. <laughs> like, I'm not saying everyone's doing it. <laughs> I'm just like, this is my Why? one fucking maybe. Maybe this might work. No, no one knows about that. Fuck you. All right, Jesus. I had a bit of a sulk in the middle of that recording, just because uh, I was like, why is she being mean to me? <laughs> um, yeah, oh. no, fine, whatever. Um, oh, dear. But there was that, um, <laughs> what do you think, that, that Banksy shredding painting um, oh, was yes, everywhere this Banksy. week. That was. What, what, I think I would prefer if it actually shredded the whole painting, though, the whole thing, because now yeah, it's yeah. just like this half shredded painting. <laughs> Who doesn't want to buy that now? So it's like, <laughs> you know, Banksy. It's like, it's like now painting with tassels. Yeah, it's like, OK, well, you know, it didn't destroy it, did it? It just multiplied it its value (laughs) it's It's just anything just anything is anything and like Banksy we didn't talk about Banksy but his um his like it's like here is some politics that you can identify with because that's kind of obvious like it's he's not really breaking any boundaries is he or do you love him and I'm just being know. mean? But like, he's playing really, with the form and he is like trolling people to hell. And he's certainly, I mean, yeah, you can't argue. But it's just like, when it's like, oh, look, policemen. But, oh, but are they bad? It's like, yeah, you know. Oh, imagine a gun with a flower in it. Ooh, is that is that one of his? I don't know. It's like, ooh, I'm challenging your very belief system. Are you, though? Or are you just... It's okay. 
I think he does certainly. And when we've discussed how sort of popular media has a role to play in making people think. Mm. Well, he makes provocative art accessible. Okay, he makes he's he, certainly as a member you know. of Massive Attack. He's, uh, I guess, he knows how to like pander to an audience, I suppose, or play well. to an audience. It's sort of, it's like just enough that you can call it artistic, but not so much that it scares anyone off, kind of thing. And I think that's you know that's a like, very fun. I you know, uh, wish I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if, 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 if Project Fear is bad mm. and failing, then perhaps he's got the right sort of. I think I think he can be admired, oh, yeah, but yeah, he's yeah. very accessible. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I still I still like Space Invader. I think the one that does the little mosaics of Space Invaders around all over the place as a street artists, but you know, obviously it's not really in the same league. So yeah, how was your week, Michael? <laughs> I, I uh, turned my phone off for uh, like a day and a half last weekend and it was great. I think I've just sort of succumbed. To, I've stopped trying to resist it. And now I just feel like a sort of rat that keeps pressing the little morphine button, even though it's run out of morphine now. And I'm like, oh, maybe if I've launched the Facebook app again, automatically something will happen. It's like, no, it won't. Just put it down. So, yeah, I just turned it off. And Sharon, Sharon really kind of commented on the, how much more present I was. Um, and just, yeah, I even I did a bit of drawing. I sketched some mushrooms. I think we were just in the room together. It was very nice. And I sort of almost didn't want to turn it on again. But then the next day it was on again. One of the reasons I realised, you know, when, I, when I'm not with Sharon, my phone is Sharon. So there's no wonder I'm sort of like holding it there because it's like, that's my connection to you. But um, when we're in a room together, I can probably just generally turn it off, especially if it's the weekend. So I'm going to just do, I'm looking forward to doing it again this weekend, certainly Sunday. I think just phone off on Sundays. It's a good idea. Because you really just, I don't think I'd even realise, just hearing the feedback, I just don't even think I'd realised how much it's just like there. I just be, just, we still watch telly. Even when like it's sort of in the afternoon, I just sort of opened my laptop to just get something onto the TV. But it was like, even just for like two minutes, and then I closed it again, I kind of felt dizzy almost. I was just like, whoa. Should we get angry to talk about anger slash rage or should we just try and talk know. about it dispassionately and wait for the rage to emerge? I think we should talk about it dispassionately as, as if it were an academic observation of rage. How did you find out that Kavanaugh had still got in? Because that happened while my phone was off. Whilst I was away, my sister texted me one morning and said, Theresa May is going to do a press release outside of number 10. Um, you know, get get online. So I installed a news app so that I would be able to watch it. And then, then she, my sister quickly texted me. She goes, don't, don't worry. She didn't say anything. <laughs> it's nonsense. Yeah. Um, but I've left the news app on my phone. So I keep getting these notifications now. Uh, which I switched off this morning because it started telling me about royal weddings. Really the that, the Apple list. News app was doing that to me. I can't remember if I, I must have turned it off because I used to get the odd kind of useful bit of news, like breaking news through the Apple News. But once yeah. it started telling me royal wedding stuff, I was like, yeah, exactly. why are you being so racist? <laughs> <laughs> Partly because of my Twitter name. Mm. 
I get an, a, a regular update on American politics and I feel far more engaged with it than I ever have in my whole life mm. because it's there and I usually get either backlash or support, you know. Honest, during the honestly, Ivanka, you don't have to have that Twitter name to be steeped in American politics right now. Oh, like, I just okay. honestly feel like I'm seeing so much more American politics than British. Yeah, why is like, that? I just think that it's more TV friendly or something. It's just British is yeah, like, I can't, true. it hurts to, like, British is like, you got to eat your, like, American politics is like dessert kind of thing because it's sort of like just far away enough but like British That's stuff just you, anything you see is just like it's just oh, like yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. even it's like what is it's like aspic or something just horrible I don't know like, I don't know what's like a horrible <laughs> savoury food that you just don't want to eat but you sort of yeah, should you I, I can see yeah, I don't know so I can't engage with this. I just don't, yes. So you're kind of keeping it at arm's length, getting all this American politics. Mm. And part of me is thinking, you know, why, why should I care who's appointed to the Supreme mm. Court of America land? Who gives stuff? But I, I did have, as part of my uh, as part of my recent I must be more vocal about politics, have an ongoing uh, Facebook debate with somebody who was talking about, you know, America's ruined, America's over, America, America. And I was like, America is still the number one exporter of ideas. And, you know, it still has this massive cultural influence over the world. People aspire to this sort of American pop culture. And if the Americans are appointing a man who had no defence... Just, like, lying about stupid stuff. Not a judge. That guy wasn't a judge by any stretch of the imagination. No. He just was... He just was a... Calendars. What the... Jeez. Another man-child throwing his toys out of his cot because somebody's actually called him out on something that he did that was wrong. Yeah, just didn't even didn't even answer it, did he? Just like and no. then just the fact that people can still somehow with any grown-ups. Yeah, gr- yeah, grown-ups can somehow sort of post-rationalise it and explain it and sort of either try and pretend it didn't happen or sort of go, "Oh, you know, young guys do that kind of shit." No, they don't. No, I've never. If so, <laughs> no, you know, it's like there's an article that I shared that got quite a lot of, um, you know, engagement. Which is, you know, the, the the headline of the article is something like, you know, I went to a party all dressed up and nothing happened. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. You know, was a good... because I didn't encounter a rapist and I yeah. didn't account encounter an aggressor and I didn't encounter. It's like, you know, there's there's the vast majority of men don't do that kind of shit and to be honest like, if I think about myself in the position where someone was like oh not sure even I'd be yeah. like ah oh god <laughs> I'd be like <laughs> massive feelings of rejection and just kind of want to run away like I mean what does it take I just can't even understand what kind of person like can just think that something is theirs I for the taking know. and would just force something like that it's absolutely it's obscene and like yeah, he had no defence, and um, and for, I've been trying because I, I, I have been thinking about this. I was driving across Europe for two mm. and a half days in a van, you know, so I was like walking to walking to the service station, thinking about Brett Kavanaugh yeah. and what my reaction to it is, and it's and I don't think my reaction is you know as a woman or as a mother or as a mother of a daughter. My reaction is 
as a human in 2018, how can they... And what's worse is that this is not the first US Supreme Court judge person who has had similar accusations. I think it's like 20 years ago, Clarence something. He he had accusations made against him and he got voted through again because this voting of the American Supreme Court is to do with political parties Mm. and not to do with humanity. If your judges are being voted for, it's like, oh, well, you know, as a Republican, he's our representative, he's the person we've chosen, and therefore I must vote him through. No, you must not. I guess the reason you choose him is because you can bully him to say whatever you want by the look of yeah, him. Yeah, not... <laughs> which like, is just... Yeah. It's just horrendous that you would bring sort of a, 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 a legal body, frankly, into disrepute, into question. Like, I mean, I have... I don't know how anyone can have any respect for their for this thing that he's part of. Have you seen the? Have you looked at comments? Have you seen the the things that people are saying about her? Like, it's just disgusting. It's just people just say anything to defend their their yeah. worldview, and even if it's just, can you understand how monstrous what you're saying is? Yeah. It doesn't matter because I'm not going to change my beliefs. But it's it's so this sort of idea. I've, I've watched Trevor Noah's commentary mm. on some of it, and he does a very clever set of commentary about it, including the fact that you know, kind of Trump sort of makes it all, all about the victimhood of men. Mm. You know, men are getting accused, and it's terrible, and blah blah blah. And it's like not, not that many, mate. And she has performed her civic duty, yeah. frankly. She's gone out and said, I know something about this person that's who is going to be in a position of great respect and authority and I'm going to make sure that everyone knows that, you know, that he is perhaps not everything that he says he is. And Donald Trump had actually mocked her. Yeah. I mean, what kind of a... You see, that's where rage really comes in. Like this man that represents... The United States of America mocked a woman who described in great believable detail in, something. Explicitly si- stated that she knew how vulnerable she was making herself. Yeah. Explicitly said and, and, and had was brave enough to... This is something with no... There's not going to be evidence or proof no. of it in any kind of normal way. It's literally only going to be her testimony. She knows that. She stood up and said said something. And I think it, it's, a, it's a stretch to think that that was a liberal conspiracy, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> was- Especially, I mean, I, I don't think this is a... I want to be careful how I word this, only mm. because I don't want... I, I, I don't believe she's more believable because she's a professor... Hmm. But I do believe that she has more to lose because of her job, because of yeah. what she does. There's no anonymity for her. There's nowhere for her to, to hide. You know, she has everything to lose for standing up and saying these things. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a crime that is just implicitly problematic because, you, like, no one's filming this stuff. No. 
there's it's like yet <laughs> well it, and it's like in the midst of alcohol and you know that like sketchy memories and you know but you you, you whatever happens you're not going to forget an event like that like yeah. and then like turning into sort of a burden of proof thing and it is a very very serious crime that you're asking to sort of someone to be convicted on the basis of a testimony which and people are capable of lying so that's the sort of terror of it but what there's there's not no, really there's another not. way to it's, do it like yeah. unless you know now you know if it happens to someone now they can the next day kind of say okay well let's get some you know dna well, samples well, and this and that or i don't know if that makes it any better or like no it's a very difficult it is like you say it's an incredibly problematic crime because if someone got, thank God that I don't have personal examples of this, but if there's violence, then there is evidence. Yeah. But if it's, and uh, Deborah Francis White did quite a, I think, an excellent monologue that included a few things, but also covered the fact that the word consent is a bit odd in this, you know, it's not enough. Mm. It's like I consent to something being done to me rather. It's like, you know, checking in with somebody going, are you still enjoying this? Mm. Are we still are we still good here? Is this what mm. you were after? Am I, you know, it's like there's a there's a sort of engagement level that should, you know, for, for everyone's enjoyment should be yeah. tested all the time. It's, it's a continuous thing. It's not it a, is. you give someone no. permission at the start and then that's, per, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, and that's it. well, no, it's because like, you said already. So it's too late now. I'm going yeah, yeah, for yeah. it. Like that's that's not. No, it's like, you know, I have a, so I think even accepting that the fact that you're dealing with personal testimonies makes it, it does make it difficult. But she submitted herself to a polygraph or something, I saw. Right, yeah, but those, those are made, those are, don't those do any, are those, those aren't real, polygraphs but aren't real. I think real. he wouldn't even agree to do, be on one though. So I watched um, lawyer watches and comments on like he does okay. like TV series about law, but he actually like did one <laughs> on the Kavanaugh trial stuff on telly it, on YouTube. This on was YouTube, um, sorry. you know stupid <laughs> stuff, but like he's he's sort of and he was he was sort of commenting on it as kind of like a you know a working lawyer and saying they weren't really doing a good job of prosecuting like of doing the the questioning like when he was blatantly lying yeah. instead of like continuing making forcing him to keep going down that lie they would sort of like pull back because he, he sort of his his criticism was sort of like well they weren't really doing a great job of what because they're not really used to doing that sort of questioning and they could have done a better job on the prosecution and sort of like caught him out and then been able to show look he's lied about all this stuff on yeah. record now that um yeah. like they're just leaving the names of like what's a devil's triangle type stuff they should have just you know and all, all the sort of bullshit that he kept saying that they they could have done a better job in prosecuting on that, which I think... But I think it makes it more difficult when there is no sort of tangible evidence that's like, yeah, that happened, no, it didn't. Um, but you do then need to establish, you know, if somebody's generally lying about stuff, you know, or they're lying about circumstances surrounding it, then... Yeah, well, that, know, was that, the, that was their case, that they needed yeah. to kind of, like, get into his character a lot more, and they and they didn't really do a great yeah. job of that, apparently. And then the sort of, like, weirdly shambolic FBI investigation, I don't really know what that was supposed no. to achieve. But it just, it just another 
thing that seems to be happening. Well, like, yeah, can we just have one thing that is going the other way for a change? And that's I think that's the rage part of this, right? Yeah. It's like, how? what is it going to take? And even though we can still, I don't know, like I circumvent the rage by going well she's set an example now that i hope more women will follow and just keep kind of blowing the trumpet on these things i mean even if it didn't work this time she's shown that you can come forward with testimony even if there was alcohol and you know things involved and it is a bit sketchy you can still come forward and if more people if more women come forward and people in general then maybe we can get better at figuring out how to you know prosecute this sort of stuff um, but yeah, no, it's just like, can we just have a fucking win, please? For once, can we just not have everything constantly seeming to go the wrong way? Uh, remember when we thought there was going to be a female president of the USA? That was fun. That was fun for a minute, wasn't it? Uh, again, but then again with her, they had this. This is what make, gives me rage. This is where I feel rage in my gut. If mm. I'm, you know, walking from my van to a service station in the middle of Germany and I'm thinking about Brett Kavanaugh, the thing that makes me feel physically full of rage is the message that that whole show has sent out to young men and young women across the world, men and women in general, but kids like... You know that this is—it's so so bad. Like this idea, because I have been in a position where somebody was, you know, not taking no for an answer. Mm. But I have been brought up to go <laughs> to get angry enough, mm. and, put, and luckily they did listen when there was enough anger and in my voice that they backed off. But they didn't really want. You know, it's like a. You know, you you have the right. Every one of us has. I even had a dream the other night mm. where somebody was like, uh, I think they patted my arm in this dream. And I was like, you can't touch me. You are not allowed. I was like trying to sort of reenacting these things in my, in my in my mind. As I say, thank God, I am eternally grateful that nothing even close to what happened to Dr. Christine Blasey Ford has ever happened to me. But... It's like I can I can I feel her 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 rage on you know and the rage of all these women that have had these things happen to them and they don't get heard and then an authority like the president of the United States mocks her yeah it's just out it's beyond outrageous yeah and and I think it's important that the progress of this is that it's out in the fucking open for a change, right? It's actually yeah. out in the open where everyone is having a hard light shone on it that everyone can get angry about it. And this has been happening for years, right? Like yeah. there's there's rapists on in positions of power wherever you look. Like, yep. but this, like we're shining a light on these things. And so this one, we saw how messed up the thing is and we've got to figure out a way to not let this keep happening anymore and change the status quo and smash the patriarchy. (laughs) Everyone's got to get on with smashing the patriarchy because, frankly, (laughs) that's that's what needs to happen.
So this parallel example from the 80s, the accuser was Anita Hill in this instance, and she was, it was a, this Judge Clarence something or other, I don't care. Um, he, maybe I should, after he got, got his nomination went through, that was, there was a massive turnout of women voting in America. But it seems like we've, there was longer between, because the American midterms are what, in, in now in November? They're really soon. Mm. Um, and I, you know, I just, I hope that the rage stays alive within us and gets translated into more, you know. Rage? Well, I mean, if we sort of like move into the subject of rage more specifically, the thing about yeah. rage is it's tiring and it needs a boost of adrenaline. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Right? Like, so a ruling, like, so that you're... Because it takes a lot out of you to be angry and you just sort of like... And especially when you've got nowhere to put it, it's just like ugh, tiring. But so that's why we have to act... But, well, and which is a bit of a paradox because we have to act while we're angry, but also sometimes our faculty facilities might not be at those. You know, I've sent emails at work that I when I was angry and shouldn't probably have sent those. Although I don't <laughs> think it was, you know... Um, Maybe not had the result you wanted. I don't know. I think it's generally worked out okay, but I don't know. I still think it's like... Uh, to harness the power of rage is a pretty hard skill to get the hang of psychologically. Like, because as, as a young person, as you're learning to be a person... Rage just turns directly into action. Uh, someone like makes you jealous. Someone does something, you stab them in the face and kill them and punch them and shout at them and get in a fight with them. Like anger, when it's just triggered and acted on, that's not a great kind of rage. And also when the rage, as it relates to your childhood, if if your rage is getting triggered irrationally, that's something you have to be aware of because, uh, like, I I know that sometimes I'll get angry, but I know which ones of these now are the ones that are just me being triggered by something that I'm kind of conflating with a traumatic childhood event. And But sometimes what I have learned as I've got older to spot is sometimes, no, this is rage that should be acted on as I am feeling it. Because yeah, yeah. especially and, and it's important to act on as I'm feeling it, because it's going to take a lot of energy to act on it. And this rage can provide that. And if I leave it a day, I'll just be tired and I'll kind of have forgotten what the thing was. And like my window of opportunity will have closed. Rage has a I mean, we've deliberately chosen rage because I think it expresses better <laughs> the feeling. Um, but I think also when you are angry you can narrow and focus you yeah know, i think yeah. rage can be a a good engine <laughs> and, it, and it has action associated with it it's not a accepting emotion it's a it's a rejecting emotion it's a you know a, a, destroying a, it's a response to something that you want to that you must change that you can't accept Whereas disappointment, despondency, these kind of, they're much more passive. Yeah, yeah. It's when also you, negative. Rage, with rage is like you, you, have, you feel you have power in that moment still. Yes. Um, and you're absolutely right. It's like it very much narrows your focus. The danger of it is where it, you end up focusing on the wrong person, wrong person. And that can happen a lot. Like in relationships, yeah. you can sort of end up focusing your anger on, on your partner when actually it's nothing to do with them. It's just like triggered a thing. But when there is a clear target... You know, that's why. I, I, I think it's often because, oh, this happened to me this morning on a, on a work conversation with some 
bit of work I'm doing. It's like when you're feeling helpless or uh, not in control or when things are a bit difficult, you focus on the things you feel you can control and you can change and sometimes that can be very positive for our psychology like I can't I can't get out of this mood but I can take myself for a walk so at least then I've been for a walk and I've had some control over my physical you know where I am one of those sort of stupid coffee shop signs you see that I do actually quite still quite like is um, coffee for the things you can change and wine for the things you can't Depression for the things you can't change and rage yeah. for the things, <laughs> things you can. that you can. And I think, you know, the, the point of all of this is our rage has to be directed at, or, you know, at, not our rage, our energy has to be directed towards political engagement of mm. some form. It's like, has it been fixed yet? No keep on because getting I don't know getting angry at men or getting angry this that's mm. the wrong that's the wrong place to to send the anger or but if it gives you the energy to every week write to your MP mm. and go have you done anything about this yet then or gets you out to vote or gets you to persuade someone else to vote or do those kind of things that just goes no it's not a waste of time all it's this hard it's hard getting angry at time. things that are far away and this is something that we're faced with a lot now like yeah. in uh, these emotions are designed for someone that's in front of you and when the person that's in front of you is actually on a screen uh, from the past uh, thousands of miles away it's sort of like it's 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 weird like you can't just go up to them which is what you, you want to do so so acting on things that are not directly in front of you is is, is a weird thing with rage and but it's like what are what can what can we do about it? for me it's like the Kavanaugh rage is almost like I I don't know what I'd do um apart from just continue to believe women when they say stuff like <laughs> not kind of um is is I I just hope that it will get other women that this sort of thing has happened to to be vocal about what's happened to them. That's and that's what I'd like to see happening. This week as well on Facebook, I reminded uh, a couple of blokes I used to work with about a work event we were at in London years ago, years and years ago, mm. uh, in which. Uh, the owner of the company thought it would be... So we had been invited to dinner by the then the two owners of the company we were working for. So, mm. you know, you go along to the yeah. dinner. And there were three or four of us, there were four of us at least, if not more. What in the hilarity of the evening one of the owners decided to do is to put somebody's Rolex on his cock at the dinner table. Mm. Mm. Charming. <laughs> so... Uh, I was there with three other male colleagues mm. who sort of, as we watched this unfold or mm. like saw it coming, uh, <laughs> we, we, they sort of created a bit of a human shield around me as if to, right. I was like, oh my God, I don't, know where to, uh, I don't know where to look. I don't know what to do. I'd like someone I was, to put a human shield around me if that was happening. I was, I was at no age to... I didn't, I, what I should have done is stood up and walked out, mm. you know, but I didn't. And they, and then I, I sort of remember that I posted something up about burning down the patriarchy and that one of these guys said, oh, what do we have to do to be allowed in? And I said, you've already, you're already in, you know, you're allowed, you're, you've already earned your spot on the, you know, the equality side because you've, you already recognise outrageous behaviour and you've stepped in and the, and 
I listed the other two guys that were there and none of them remembered it. Oh. It was like, to me, that was one of the... And the the particular guy that... So it happens all the time. It's like, they didn't remember it happening. (laughs) I was like, how can you not remember this happening? Like, this is the most ridiculous... Like, oh, Rolex on the cock. It's every weekend. <laughs> I didn't refer to it like that, though. I talked about it. I, I referred to it on Facebook as the Rolex at the curry house or something. You know, so. But they didn't remember. I had to explain it. I had to remind them. And it was just like, <laughs> it was, it was, I think a little bit of it is the vast, huge majority of men would never ever do anything like that or mm. nor would they do anything like Brett Kavanaugh. I think that you can't sit by anymore. No. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's like a, it's actually more I think down to men to remind yeah. to to sort of like check their mates yeah. <laughs> just sort of go uh, excuse me this is not you know actually call out bad behavior and it creates all sorts of weird situations in the world. It will, like, you know, it's like I'm trying to, I'm still not 100% sure my, the trainer that I kind of called out on putting on the rapey song (laughs) (laughs) has quite forgiven me. I think we seem to be okay, but I I sort of feel like, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's gonna, the problem is that person has power over you. And even if like someone I'm paying is a bit, is probably going to feel a bit like funny with me. Like if the person that is paying me feels a bit funny with me, just nudge economics, probably yeah, not yeah. going to get the raise, probably not going to get the, no. you know, asked to run the thing. And no. that's why we're scared to do yeah. it. But and, that, and that's the reason the four of us did not stand up in that restaurant and walked out, yeah, walk out exactly. because we were in our early 20s, beginning of mid 20s, the beginnings of our careers. And it was the two owners of the company. Yeah. Rage and those sorts of emotions are all projections of future slash consequences slash, you know, that kind of thing. It's the brain. The brain will kind of be compelled by some sort of like drug response into imagining uh, like spiralling situations. And um, the, the way to get it under control is to sort of just come back to the present and kind of look at it and sit. But this is this is if you know that if you have become aware that maybe things are irrationally triggering you, like um, getting angry about the wrong naming convention for variables in code, right? That's not a particularly healthy reason to be furiously (laughs) shouting at people and shaking, right? (laughs) It's like, no, you uppercase your constants <laughs> that is not legitimate rage fodder and and that tends to happen i think it's like a bit of a nerd rage thing isn't it it's like yeah. we're unhappy about you know things in our lives and we channel that into being angry about nerds can get very angry about things <laughs> yeah and and it's obviously like pretty misplaced and yeah. probably there's something there that that needs to be addressed um i guess so yeah i suppose my 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 point is it's possible over time to start to identify, but the, the goal isn't never to become angry, right? The no. goal is to 
be self-aware enough that when you get angry to kind of take a minute to decide if that's just to double check that that's coming from a, a genuine place and whether you should act on it in the way you feel like acting it or sort of suppress it. And I think I've kind of gone through over suppressing which isn't healthy either. Not suppressing it, but like not really taking anything, any anger particularly seriously or, or thinking it's always a bad thing, right? And always feeling bad about having it to now kind of like, okay, I, I, you know, if you can get sort of like healed and therapized enough, you can start to like use it correctly. I don't know. But I, yeah, I mean, if this section stays in, but, you know, thinking about the patriarchy, like if I do ever experience that, rage that used to be pretty commonplace it'll be in a dream where I'm shouting at my father <laughs> <laughs> which I haven't done in real life for, it's not long ago enough um, but yeah that's, it's, I don't know if that corresponds to a patriarchy <laughs> just, <you laughs> That's know. quite a literal patriarchy, that's a that patri is your patriarch world if somebody does something to you touches you physically in mm. some way that you don't want them to do you have every right to become incredibly angry keep that anger use it to kill him destroy them use the dog i'll amplify them. the dog we'll bring the dog into this <laughs> set your dog on him if you if <laughs> anger in a moment when you are under physical attack from somebody mm. or verbal attack from somebody or they're doing something to you you don't want them to do, you have you should take that anger and give it to them full blast. <laughs> Trouble is that doesn't that sometimes come out a bit shit though? I don't care. Well you're but, a you're a bit who head <laughs> No. Right. In a nightclub Yeah uh, what has what has happened to me more than once is somebody grabs your ass and you mm. turn around my immediate reaction is to turn around fist clenched Oh, fuck mm. did you just do <laughs> like, and it tends to make people just think a bit they usually call you crazy bitch but uh, maybe it'll make them think twice before they do it again mm. but um that sort of anger go for it mm. though somebody else might tell you that then you're like i don't know personal safety blah 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 you're allowed to be really fucking angry and at least say no in those situations mm. i think everyone has a moral compass in there and I think even like when people cross the line they, they kind of know like the yes. guy getting his cock out knows he's doing something wrong and he wouldn't do it if there was kind of consequences we need people to kind of introspect their own we need to say why do you think that is okay kind yeah. of thing like what about that do you think how, how can you think that's an okay thing to do and try and kind of make the answer come from inside the other person um, as Maybe a better way of, I don't know, preaching something I have no fucking experience of whatsoever. <sighs> but, like, is there, like, I don't think people are just, that do bad things that, well, they, they might just literally have not thought about it or be aware of it. Yeah, and they're no, just they, kind of like echoing is, the culture yeah. and, like, oh, they've yeah. seen other people do it. They just totally. do it. Um, there's ignorance. But that's, I think, like, a lot of the time when people are doing stuff that's not on, they know they're doing something bad. But yes, they. I think so. What you were saying about people not necessarily being aware or doing it because they can, and no one's ever told them not to. So they they kind of buy out of pure 
trial and error have concluded that it's okay. Because <laughs> I, I believe in redemption. I believe that people, otherwise I would believe in the death penalty. Otherwise I'd believe, mm. you know, like I believe that yeah. people can do wrong and learn from that and, you know, carry on and have meaningful lives. I think it's a question of pro- the problem with the Brett Kavanaugh's of this world is he has, he refuses to accept, acknowledge mm. even that he might even have done something wrong, you know, mm. and that is the problem. It's like in all these things where people go, oh, these are historic uh, crimes or this, you know, me too, and things like people like uh, the, the big spate we had in the UK of, you know, Rolf Harris and, <sighs> The other yeah. one with the cigar and all those kind of people. Savile. They Jimmy Savile, who were all massive parts of our childhoods. Yeah. If you watch telly in the eighties, no, yeah. that's you know. And but they 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 did wrong. Yeah. And there is no there is they they did terrible things mm. and people turned a blind eye to it, even enabled it. Yeah. And they even if they've been sent to prison, many of them have not really acknowledged what they did as crimes mm. because times were different then. It's like that is that's not an excuse. It's not an explanation. It's not an answer. You know, if you go, but so it's that sort of I don't know, getting people to understand that something's not acceptable, and that comes from a that comes from examples in society every single person that let Brett Kavanaugh through that gave him their support that gave him their vote they have sent an awful message out into the world mm. and, and that, they've got that's it, what's like, got know they're that. the people that should be really sitting down and examining their own moral compass and mm. asking themselves what they have done and whether some sort of loyalty to a Republican Party outweighs their loyalty Whatever to humanity. Whatever the hell that is anymore. I like, don't know, you know, but that's what it is. That's what, you know, that's ultimately, yeah, we want... Ivanka, they're fighting the hard left. Didn't yeah, you know that? those lefty liberal so crazies. The hard left it is now. That's the... The fr- hard left. The hard left apparently is a thing. <sighs> We really, really believe in being fair to people and respecting people. (laughs) Really, on a hard level, believe in really listening to people. It's a bit different to killing slash expelling slash, you know, ruining people's lives, isn't it? It's fucking not symmetrical. So how about the the old uh, climate then? How about the old uh, coming apocalypse of uh, death of death of the planet? Yeah, like that climate change report that came out Monday, Tuesday. I think one can accept that we've probably had the gentler, sanitised version of the report because people don't, you know, like it's like the five a day thing that should be and should always have been ten a day, but they reckon five a day was more digestible. So they've given us what. 12 years to sort ourselves out. Mm. <laughs> it's like, you know, when people go, we've talked about straws and we've talked about various other bits and pieces. It's like I've, my rage is directed at the politicians who are ignoring it, at the people who send fracking protesters to prison in the United Kingdom in 2018 at, you know, Michael Gove being our environment secretary, at Donald Trump 
pulling America out of the Paris Climate Agreement. I accept because I'm a, you know, grown up pragmatist that we've left it quite late to do anything about it. But we can't therefore sit here and just do nothing. And the ray, any rage you feel, any outrage you feel, any anger towards the people not doing anything, the best thing you can do is do something every single day yourself. Because it does, it will, you know, it does make a difference. Like I, I was reading something the other day about how basically to, to create the, the CO2 reduction that we all need to, we, everyone would have to take up cycling like the Dutch, um, I don't know, renewable energy like the Norvegs, um, whatever. But, you know, there's like this whole list of actually everybody needs to do all these things to, 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 and then we've still got very little hope, but at least we can do something. And, you know, do the things. Don't buy shit you don't need. Don't put your heating on, you know, before. Don't walk around your house in December in shorts and a T-shirt and have your heating up. Put a fucking jumper on and turn the heating down. Don't, you know, drive down the road when you can get on your bicycle or walk. Don't, you know, there's so, there are many, many things you can do to reduce your impact on the planet. How there really do, are. How, how, let's say just as an example that someone like me is, I, I don't know how to get angry about something that I feel like I, the climate news is pure depression to me yes like whereas for you it's still anger like how, <laughs> how you know how can we get more people angry about it instead of just like oh well yeah what can i do but it's like you know like the, the whole um you know what's the point what's the point of anything what's the point i, I don't i don't i mean I, yeah no but like in terms of control you obviously still feel you have some power in this well, what I think is that if I do the things that I can do and tell people about them, then it might give them some ideas. Do, do you know what I mean? It's like, so in a world where we still need social proof that a certain behaviour is acceptable, mm. like being vocal about the things, the choices we make or that I make to be more climate friendly <laughs> I don't know for, I think is one of the things I can do so it's not just doing them but also telling people about the things that I do so I don't I'm not telling you to do it but you know I'm not some freaky hippie yeah, well, what I'm getting from this podcast is I'm, it's very hard for me now to just not think about it which frankly like a year ago I was still pretty much just like I just can't even think about that right and now <laughs> I'm like Oh, God, I really, I'm going to, mm, this is another bit of plastic. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, like... yeah. But I think that's, I think that, you know, if, you, if you're if you going shopping and you're, well, it, first of all, why are you going shopping? Do you really need that thing you're about to buy? I mean, that's what I do. I can't go shopping at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, and I do need that thing I'm about to buy. I do really need it. It's like, you know, do I need it? What do I need it for? How much do I need it? Do I need that particular one? Is there one that has a, you know, less impact? Is there one that comes in less plastic? Mm. But uh, though there are all these massive reports to say, well, I'm not vegetarian or vegan. Well, I'm better in that you regard. You are better than me in that regard, Look, my, for my, sure. Um, my problem with this is, like, my interests commit me to a certain flipping carbon footprint. <laughs> like, this room has 
devices drawing energy and like maybe i can maybe my thing can be maybe i can find a way to have like a, a sustainable music studio and make that a thing i wonder if are there any of those like, like I, I that'd be know. a nice challenge to commit myself to maybe well it would yeah. seems to mean going to the countryside unfortunately but <laughs> i don't but, know i think it's down to for example i have moved my website off this hosting but i used to have um eco-friendly hosting which meant that the data center was um powered by wind farms and solar mm. panels so even though yeah being on the internet uses energy it's like yeah. that whole blockchain conversation we had yeah like if it's renewable fair enough it's all immediately less of an impact mm. one of the things that is abundantly clear from this report that came out. Let's summarise that report for those of us that may not If we uh, do nothing, then we will see catastrophic climate breakdown within the next 12 years. And what does that mean in practice? That means areas of the planet flooded, uninhabitable. Which areas? uh, There are maps. Okay. Um, It means uh, parts of the planet becoming so hot that you can't live there, you can't grow food there that you currently are. We're going to have climate refugees. You think Mm. we we think we've got refugee problems now? They will only get bigger. Mm. We have got pollution is all part of this. We've got you know we're just basically destroying our own habitat. We are destroying habitat for animals that we need. We're part of a balanced ecosystem. We're filling our seas full of plastic and chemicals that are poisoning the sea we're talking about the destruction of the coral reef we're talking you know it's just like there is no good news story in any of this and we're already at a point where we can only limit the change we are no longer at a point where we can stop the change I've started using the phrase climate breakdown because I I read read the other day somewhere like that it's a more acceptable phrase to people. You know, we talked about climate cancer. Yep. Climate change sounds, again, it's even nice. quite innocuous. Climate breakdown, I think, is, a is you know, like, you won't be able to predict your seasons. You won't be able to... I mean, it's October. Like already. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> October in Brighton. We don't have our heating on because it's mm. too warm. Mm. You know, it's like... Uh, the whereas over in Sutivan, the sea's got cooler faster than it has since the seventies. You know, it's mm-hmm. like it's, it's yeah, like, we're like hitting records all the time, aren't all we? the time. Record heat, record rain, record storms. America's being beaten by storms. There's like that. The, we are already at unpredictable, um, and unpredictable makes life more difficult for everybody. Mm. Like in a high pitch incredulous like you can't keep doing the same things you've always been doing and thinking that some magical way it's going to get better because it's not if we can learn nothing from british politics at the moment is that there is no grown-up who's going to step in Mm. because all the all the people in the positions of authority have completely lost the plot so you know, Theresa May calls bloody press conferences and says nothing. Completely, uh, yeah, the, 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 the criteria for being at the wheel of this ship has become so perverted that, like, forget about any sort of, like, values being applied to anything that might actually 
you know, solve the real problems of our time, which are not the things that you are being told are the yes. problems. <laughs> it's like in the refugees coming to Britain is not a problem. Refugees coming to the United States of America is not the problem right now. Refugees are not the problem. Mm. Climate change is the single biggest problem facing all of us. It's going to exacerbate everything else. And it's going to mean even more refugees. <laughs> And it's like, that's the other thing about like Deborah Francis White's thing the other day when she was mm. talking about the value of refugees over having a baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Guilty Feminist Companion podcast where we it talk is, about I Deborah think Francis every- White every week. <laughs> so, you know, rage is justified right now. It is. Um, where it's, it's easier to find... Like, frankly, it's easier to find than ever like you can just all you have to do is scroll if you want to get angry just scroll how you know if you want to get if you want to get literally just fucking scroll down a bit um (laughs) but maybe have like a pen and paper ready maybe have a blank email to theresa may open or someone just like scroll down start typing like i don't know like what else what can we do like just uh I think I think that what we in the same way that the patriarchy isn't going to get smashed by you know people sitting at home talking about it, uh, the environment is not going to be the the world is not going to improve unless we all get stuck in. That's it. It really is. It's like even if you just change, and I think this idea that if you can't tell a million people or you can't change the world or you know like traceably that you're not having an impact is bullshit even if you just talk to your neighbor and get them to change something or three of your friends or just you know it doesn't matter every single one of those bits and pieces adds up and would you get angry no. To your neighbour, that's the uh, thing, right? I like, don't get angry. No, no. When I, if I'm talking about this kind of shit, there's pod. I think <laughs> anyone who's got to episode what are we forty seven, forty seven. Anyone, you know, like I think they've kind of got a flavour for the fact that I'm not having a go at you, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like you should be feeling the same outrage that I do. But if I'm talking to somebody about what they do. I approach it in a very gentle. Oh, really? Well, yeah, we do that. I don't do that. I do this. So is that a bit of a paradox then that um, the way to make change now can't be with anger? Or, like, where can we put the anger and when do we rein it in and, like, in the name of actually... Because I think a lot of the problems aren't... Like you start, if you get angry, if you get into a flame war on Twitter, on Facebook, that's the pattern and it solves nothing. So how do we get out of that cycle? You have to kind of come back later when you've had to think about it. Well, that's Um, what I think. I think the anger should be the thing that makes you go... Yeah, I'm not going to do nothing. We're all angry. Like, we're all angry about different things. Like, everybody's furious about white people. Everyone's furious because they're an incel. Everyone's furious because they're they're not allowed to say anything anymore. Everyone's fucking furious right now for a million different reasons. And this is the paradox that, like, the thing that makes one person angry, like, using anger a lot of the time isn't the way to have that conversation 
No, it's not. But your anger is the way to, is should be your trigger to have a word with yourself about what it is that you're willing to do or not do. You know, it's like, I get, I get really angry about this, therefore I'm not going to keep quiet anymore. Mm. From now on, if I see somebody doing a thing or I am actually going to tell everybody I, I don't know, I don't know what I do anymore. It's like I pay extra for my electricity from a renewable source, that kind of mm. thing, you know. Like I'm not shopping around for the cheapest. I am in a luxurious position that I can afford to pay more for electricity that comes from a renewable source. But if you can afford to do it, do it. People are get standing up for what they believe in more than ever. And Donald Trump is as much of an example of that as you are, unfortunately. The right have got angry at that they are being told what to do all the time and they're standing up and they're saying stuff, right? Like, there's a lot of getting angry about what you believe in and ranting about it in public and there's... Uh, generally you can find an audience of people that believe that. And this plays back into... Not to... I don't know, not I, I despise the notion of devil's advocate, but if everyone's just angry about their thing and everyone's angry about a different thing, it's just not going to get us anywhere. But I don't believe personally that, that the, so the anger I feel about things or the rage does not have does not make me act angrily or ragefully mm. in my day-to-day existence. Okay. This podcast, for me, and maybe this is a description of our podcast, is an opportunity. It's a safe place where I can be angry and mm. express my rage. Um, and then the actual process of having these conversations made, makes me think about what other things I could do that would be cleverer. Mm. And it's that sort of taking the rage and the anger and trying to work out how to be clever with it. Mm. I think that's what we have to do. It's not about going around being angry at people who are behaving differently or not worried about the same things as you. It's about going, I am really angry about this because I'm really worried about it or it really scares me or it really freaks me out. Right, what can I do about it? that won't make other people fight me, hmm. but will somehow inspire them to do something different. It's like, you know, tomorrow I'm doing that Think Nation volunteering on Saturday where a bunch of young people are going to sit around coming up with, um, well, they're not going to sit around <laughs> working very hard for the day um, to, to, to debate and think about solutions to big problems in the world. And the, the one I've got is beach pollution. Hmm. But it's like, you know, go along to things, make sure that there's conversations happening about it, because it's only when people totally ignore stuff and don't talk about it that absolutely nothing happens. And, you know, that is an incredibly positive event as far as I'm concerned. You know, it's a it's an organization specifically designed to get young people involved in more interesting things, to put them together with mentors who are older, who are in technology who might bring them you know bring something else to the conversation that's you know i Mm. see that as a positive way of taking that sort of the rage is prompting me to act 
action, yeah. but the action itself is not rageful. So maybe it's it's commit like in the same way that something I miss about not drinking anymore is that something I used to do would be when I was drunk and therefore less inhibited I would commit myself to something that I would normally be too scared to commit myself to yeah. maybe use the anger in that way when you're feeling the anger make a commitment to something and then follow through on that commitment yeah, like yeah, yeah. in a long-term way and maybe that's how we can like you know make a bit of progress here and yeah those trolls those people those trumps they coast by on just they just complain and say obvious shit that isn't true and but they're not doing anything they're not acting they're just kind of posting comments and and that's think that that's enough so how we can do better than that is i'm furious about something i'm going to commit to an action and then that is going to become part of my life and I will remember that I was angry about it. And maybe when I'm talking about it in the in that room with those people, then I kind of bring out that anger and that passion again and hopefully, like, give people ways to articulate their own anger. And that's, that's something I hope... I, I hope that our podcast can help as, with as well. Is If we can articulate things that maybe other people are feeling... I hope that, that if we can give people the language to talk about things, that could be really good. And if people can give us the language that we lack as well, you know, not to say that we know more. I think one of the things about high energy emotions like rage mm. and passion is that they often come across quite similarly. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's like... Um, I've been in meetings before. I've been talking about something like this, at this tempo, at this yeah. energy. And people are like, oh, you don't need to get angry. I'm not, I'm not angry. Yeah, you've <laughs> I'm got to be, not... Abby, you're suff you suffer from being female, you see. You've got a, being yeah. a woman. Uh, itis. itis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that means that Thanks for listening to our podcast. We do hope that you enjoy it. We appreciate the time you've given to it to get this far, yeah. <laughs> to get to the end of the episode. Mm. If you'd like to drop us a line, you can do that at hello at grandpodcast.com. As we do like to hear from people, especially if there's something something that you think we've missed or something that you think we should pay a bit more attention to. Also, I, 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 I you know, sometimes I'll trawl meetup.com for something, some like-minded people to meet. But if you know stuff in London that's worth getting involved with or Brighton, um, then, yeah. you know, give us a shout. Let us know. We'll talk Let's... about it on here probably. Um, where can people find you, Ivanka? People can find me at Ivanka on Twitter. And they can find me at michaelforestmusic.com and our website is grandpodcast.com and you can subscribe to the podcast you can go and see our library if you sort of share it with someone you can either share it uh, from the website or you can share it from apple Podcasts, or you can share it from however you share it give us some reviews and give us some ratings and you can do that by the episode as well uh, anyway thanks for listening and we will hopefully see you next week bye bye bye, bye. bye.